Welcome to episode 149 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Man Love series concludes with Miami Vice from 2006. Welcome, everyone, in the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Matty. And I'm Adam. And, and we're going to do the Miami Vice. What's the Miami Vice theme song? I totally forget I what it is. Know. I think it goes, Miami Vice, Miami Vice, Miami Vice. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I was trying that's to think that. It's that, yeah. that audio slave song. Uh, they, they, yeah. the, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Michael Mann did not allow the theme song to be in here because everyone's like, I can't believe you didn't do like a new yeah. rendition of that. I, this is the weird thing that uh, as I've been researching this, where people were actually upset that this wasn't the TV show. Who the fuck wanted the TV yeah, show in 2006? Like, TV show has a big cult following. It though. must, because that's like a huge, huge reason time. Yeah. why this isn't well, I, I, a big I th- hit. I think it's not even people that saw the show. I think people knew of the show, and oh, they're doing new. So they're thinking Miami Vice, Cops, Neon. it's going to be fun, Neon Color, just this fun action movie. And then Michael Mann's, the real question is, why even call it Miami Vice, right? I yes. wonder, do you think it would have been better because people went to win it? Because mm-hmm. most reviews I read, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of the reviewers... I we're disappointed it, that it was not Miami Vice yeah, and it was not this fun action movie. Like that's if you look at the that. negative reviews, not saying them all, and not saying there's not other problems in the film, but that seems to be the one that's in all, all the negative reviews. Like, why is it Miami Vice? Because you're not using the theme song. The characters could be. I, I bet a it's to get, to get money to make the movie. And I think it's yeah, yeah, it's Michael Mann back doing what he started yeah. at kind is of thing. But this like Miami Vice movie, just Miami Vice of two thousand, like the late aughts. Because Miami Vice in the 80s, like, all right, this is 80s neon. This is now like uh, Miami Vice, uh, dark, gritty, uh, yeah. audio slave. Like, all the shitty parts <laughs> of the 80s, slave. like, the cheesy parts of the 80s, they love. The cheesy parts of the aughts are in this movie. It's yeah, that's like, true. It's just a different time out of a uh, yeah. place at a time. And uh, we will talk about It does this. feel like a movie from 2006. Like, yeah. It, 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 it is a time All the cheesy capsule. parts of, like, the, uh, the aughts. But it, this is, is a film, too, that, like, when it first mm-hmm. came out, not didn't do that well at the theaters. Was not critically it was kind of mixed, but I think it's gained this cult following over the years. It's like every year it gets bigger and bigger. Well, maybe because people are like embracing how cheesy the aughts were, whereas like back in the aughts, like, oh, this timeline sucks. <laughs> like this movie was like, no, like, but like I, a, I've, I've enjoyed this movie ever since oh, the first the time I saw it, and, and we'll get into it. How he, much I enjoyed it. He loved it. the aughts. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, well, I did like some of the, the 2000 movies, but like, yeah. yeah, this is a film I've always defended and loved, and no one else did, and yeah. I'm glad that like, it's getting the Halloween three where people are coming around yeah. to it. And it's I like, think it's now it's, it's bound making, to like, happen with a director of. like Michael Mann too. I think people are going to reappraise. Time has passed and we've forgotten how uh, tacky that the early aughts were, and now we're embracing that little. Uh, I think it's more uh, the expectations, right? I think yeah. everyone that saw it the first time had certain mm-hmm. expectations. When they go back and revisit, they know now what they're getting into. I, see, the movie I watched was the movie I thought. Was this released was. Okay. like it. it uh, I I remember seeing stuff about it. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be gritty and dark mm. and 
It's not a fun action movie. Complicated. Like, yeah, it's not really a fun action movie. But I, it kind of is too. Like they have these things called go fast yeah. boats, and they're like a right, boat racing. Like fucking a man. Yeah, like, they're I like, like that. doing like all these like macho uh, posturing. Everyone's like doing this like action dialogue. Anyways, we're we're yeah, gonna yeah. get into yeah. Miami Vice. So we this sure. is the end. We are, we've covered uh, three films previously: Michael Mann's Thief, mm-hmm. Heat, and Collateral. And we decide to end on this. Maybe uh, in, in some other time we'll we'll do another for Michael Mann. And, I'd love to co- cover and, Republican. And, and, and I guess but. Uh, Kyle, you're close to giving your own. Uh, I don't know what we would call this, like yeah. what sort of maniac. If I if I give it, yeah, if I give an exquis- over an eight, uh, yeah, if you give it <laughs> over an eight, I don't think I've even done that for any of our Hitchcock series. No. I don't know. I don't know if anybody is we've any of these oh. series we've ever. Well, all we'll, we'll see. That's not gonna. Yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, that, right, that's right, an interesting right. thing yeah. for people well, to remember. Kyle has given everything over. Michael in Mann and above is so far. is one of my favorite directors. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like Carpenter, Spielberg, Michael Mann are probably if I had to pick three. I'm trying to think. Hitchcock would be up there now as I've seen more and more of his yeah. stuff. But like Nolan. Christopher Nolan, yeah, I guess, is yeah. a new one, and Tarantino, I really love. Yeah. So the, the, he's definitely like one of my favorite directors. So I don't know where they would fit if I was trying to organize them, but he's a guy that like even his films that most people don't like, I can find something yeah. out of. Maybe not. No, Black Hat. Even like I, it's growing yeah. on me, but it, it's it's probably by far his weakest film. But um, so should we jump in? Yeah, I, let's, I've got Michael Mann to talk about. Okay, oh, yeah, dude. let's jump into what we're watching because we got a lot to talk about. Go so ahead. I've talked. I, I want to talk about uh, Tokyo Vice. This is the uh, 2012. Uh, uh, sorry, 2022 um, television show that Michael Mann is executive producer and he directs the first episode, oh, awesome. the first thing he's directed since Black Hat. Um, so and it, is it is this going to be an ongoing series or is it like a one time mini series? So I think there 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 is an end uh, in sight. There's going to be a second season, okay. um, which he seemed. I, I listened to a podcast that he was on, and he's very invested. I guess this was a story that was brought to him about this Jake Adelstein, who was actually the first American. Um, to work for a major newspaper in Tokyo, and he was a crime reporter. And this is in the uh, the 90s, I guess. I'm trying to think about what it's like. The height of the paper still. I, I don't know if it's the early early 90s. I think it. I think it's probably like near Y2K. Yeah. So they're still in like. Newspapers are still huge, so they have all the power, all the money, mm. and he's coming here, and he can speak fluent uh, uh, Japanese. It's played by Ansel. Al Gort, uh, who I've never been, you know, uh, baby uh, driver. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of him, and he's probably my least. Is he the guy? Is he the lead in West Side Story? Yeah, he's also the lead in West Side Story. Like he which had, I he had something where he's almost canceled. Something happened with him. There was, uh, yeah, there's some. Uh, I, I don't know the details, yeah, but I mean, uh, potentially, uh, I think a, a sexual assault yeah, case some... that's oh, still no. kind of pending. Uh, He's the least interesting uh, character, I would say, but the way he brings you into this world, um, basically the underbelly, the Yakuza underbelly of what's going on uh, is really, really interesting. Ken Watanabe's in it as well, who's always (laughs) awesome. He's like this no-nonsense detective that won't take any bribes or or anything like that. The cast is is uniformly great. All of the Japanese uh, characters is... The show uh, Kazumatsu, who plays uh, Sato, who's the young Yakuza guy, he's phenomenal in this. Uh, there's a lot of stories. The The pilot is excellent. Like, it's man. It's got a ton of style. You can see how he's setting it up. And I guess he got he came to this late, 
and then just got super invested because it's all the details Mm-hmm. that you know Michael Mann loves like yeah. he l- loves all of the these backstories like all of his movies have like 70 pages yeah. of backstory written Would that you, you never even find Would you say he's the king of the crime film? I, I guess Scorsese is up there for like mob kind of movies Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of another director that is like like his movies are like I watch those and I feel like this is probably how that is Yeah I don't know. I think I think in terms of detail, he's definitely uh, like one detail. of the more detail. And that, that, we talked about collateral and that's why that one doesn't hold up for me cuz I feel like yeah. it doesn't play to his strengths mm. with the realism. And we'll talk about it from Miami Vice. Like, sometimes maybe he goes too far as far as the <laughs> yeah. safety of the cast yeah. and crew. But, like, I mean, it sucked for them, but it's great for us because we get, like, these movies that's, like, that seems fucking like that's what it was yeah. like. Very lived in. Yeah. So, uh, I yeah, I, I really thought this was, this was uh, the whole se- season is fantastic. Maybe the, the subsequent episodes don't take as many stylistic liberties as the the pilot, but I actually think the story gets better and better oh, as you get fun. deeper and deeper into the Yakuza and what they're doing. I, I'm really excited that it's getting two seasons. It opens up actually with this kind of like ultimatum scene with Ken Watanabe meeting some Yakuza boss, and you never go back to that. So I think because it's a it's a, a true story or ba- based on a true story mm-hmm. about this guy's memoirs, there's definitely an end in sight. And yeah. I feel like they're already playing with those puzzle pieces in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Netflix or uh, Crave? This was on, on Crave. It's an HBO nice. uh, a film, HBO Max now, mm-hmm. I guess. And it's on Wow Wow in Japan. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Wow Wow. Uh, for all our Japanese listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I'm going to nice. check this out. What are you watching, buddy? Uh, I guess I'll continue with the 2022. Um, not as as ecstatic about this, the Netflix mm-hmm. movie Metal Lords. I've been kind of hearing like people really like this, mm-hmm. and some people didn't. Um, stars Jaden Martell, who's the kid from Midnight Special. It uh, Vincent Knives Out. Um, some other kids I didn't recognize, but um, yeah, it's just he's kind of this nerdy kid. His friends is metal obsessed guy. Uh, he wants they're going to start a metal band to win the Battle of Band contest. Um, you know, you have the competing kind of, there's the jocks or the douchebags, there's mm-hmm. a competing pop band, but it's kind of weird. You think like they're going to be competing because the, the metal guy is a dick to him, but it's like, no, they're actually like kind guys, like good luck, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, if you're a better band than us and by all means. So it was kind of nice to see them, you know, do something with that. And, uh, and he has, I guess it's a big thing too, cause his girlfriend is this, um, she's struggling with mental health. Um, and so that's a big thing that they're adding this. You know, a real character, you don't have, like, your lead character as someone that, like, this character. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Brett uh, G- Gelman? Is it Gelman? Gelman. Gelman. Uh, he, Murray from Stranger Things. Oh, cool. First time I think I've seen him outside Stranger Things. He's mm-hmm. the father who's kind of sleeping with all the... I think he's, like, is he a doctor of plastic surgery? But he's sleeping with all the hot, <laughs> big-breasted women. He's not really the best father. It's kind of weird, though, because normally, you know, you think this is going to be... Um, you know, the, the metal kid is like been picked on and yeah. this is going to be his, he's a dick the whole movie. So it's kind of this weird thing like that threw me off. It's like, no, I probably hate him more than like the jocks. Like, jock he's, just, he's just a dick. Then, but then you see like, that's the point of the film. It's not about him being this nerd. Like it's about him realizing that you're a fucking dick yeah. and that's oh, why yeah. you don't have friends. That's why you haven't. So it, I thought that was it, they, like they do some things mm. like that where they kind of switch gears against the norm. I mean, they lay on some thick cheese. Yeah. Um, the girl joins a band. She plays a cello. Yeah. I think it is what it is. And that the metal never band. happens in real life, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. I don't. I didn't hate it. I like. I enjoyed it. 
Um, I'm going to still give it six and a half out of ten. I think like if you like coming of age, you can do worse. But yeah. there is some really, really cheesy moments. There's some fun moments. And I like it's that a it kind of. Netflix number, right? Like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's exactly. Yeah. It's a Netflix movie. You'll watch it. You'll be like, that yeah. was fine. I'll probably never watch that again. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen School Ties? It's this movie from, I guess, oh, like the other. Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Like, uh, so I saw you put this in there, and I was like, I think I've seen this, I, but I don't have it marked, it, but I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. It seems like it should be like, oh, wow, this is like a cool movie. Like, it has all these actors. Brendan Fraser goes to school on a scholarship, but he's Jewish, so all these uh, waspy kids are kind of like, they. he's trying to hide the fact that he's <laughs> okay. Jewish. Uh, it's found out he's a football guy, so he's making them win football games, and they find out, and it's him trying to... Um, fit in now that he's Jewish but they're all kind of like no no get out of here you Jew and at the end of it uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, sounds like a Simpsons episode yeah, 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 that's yeah, taking yeah, on yeah, yeah. anti-Semitism no, it, it's so weird it should be good but like uh, there's a one scene with like uh, the uh, 12 men out where like they're trying to figure out okay someone cheated on this test who was it so all the guys like saying no he's smart he wouldn't cheat but like but everyone knows we have to someone's got to be the font who is this did when, it? The, when they all stand on the desk or something no, no that's uh, I was watching this Dead Poet Society. Oh, okay. Thinking like, why am I watching this movie and not Dead Poet Society? Like, yeah. it, it feels like a, a really a low. Lower, it's probably a ripoff. It's exactly yeah. it. Like, I should have carpeted the DM, turned it off, and put on Dead Poet <laughs> Society. But I should have done. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it six. Like, it should be so much better that because like it's like star studded. It's pretty highly it, rated. Yeah. But the only reason it's you would even pay attention to it is because all these people were I in it. I feel like this and with honors, the one that stars oh, um, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci Joe, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are always kind of like mangled in my brain. Like I know I've seen both of these yeah. movies, but they're both like good. Will hunting, not good. kind of all the yeah. same type of film, I guess. Good, uh, good Will Hunting, I find, is a bit different. Like, good, yeah, they're they're different than Good Will Hunting's a m- yeah. much better f- yes. film than the, these ones. Yeah, this one, it didn't like really... this one, I have no recollection. Yeah. With Honors, I have a little bit of a recollection. For me, they all just kind of went into the thing. Like, yeah. I never had interest it, in even that. Even Dead Poet Society, it's like such a, a a treasure. Like, it's such a good movie. Have you seen any of these? I've seen Good Will Hunting, yeah. which I liked. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I saw that after these films when they came out were never my yeah. I guess like the uh, forte. early '90s, mid '90s. There was a lot of because they were like, they were movies. like kids yeah. in school, but they weren't fun, right? Yeah. They're more drama. You got it. So I was like, no, I'd rather watch. Well, you I know. guess with the honors was kind of fun. Like Joe Pesci's kind of like busting everybody's balls. Yeah. And, uh, but it gets turns really melodramatic. Yeah, it's super sentimental. Melodramatic, I think, is the word. Yeah, that yeah. always kind of. I was like, yeah, I'd rather watch. Yeah, yeah. Camp Nowhere. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me some Camp. angels in these outfields. Camp yeah. Nowhere. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a film that did not live up to my childhood, but I still own it. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so, what are you giving it? A uh, six. Six. Mm. Uh, so I'm 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 gonna kind of go on uh, a little bit of a. Uh, a series on my own uh, where I'm going to talk about all these uh, Wong Kar Wai movies. I got the box set from Criterion. Nice. Uh, I hadn't watched any of the ones that I've seen in in a very long time, and there's a bunch that I ha- I've never seen. So the first one that I watched was his debut fi- film, uh, As Tears Go By. Um, it stars Andy Lau and Maggie Chung. Maggie Chung's always great, and also Jackie Chung, no relation. Uh, and it's basically what year? This is 1988. Okay. So it's it's kind of like Mean Streets, where you've yeah. got this one guy that's part of the triads, and he's tough, and he knows how to handle his business, but then he's also got the hothead, like De Niro-esque mm-hmm. character, um, which is weird in that movie that Kaitel in Mean Streets is the- <laughs> Even cool is the cool one. I've never seen Mean Streets. Oh, Mean Streets is great. Mm. Uh, this is not as good as Mean Streets. It it doesn't really quite you know. There's some dramatic stuff that you, he'll be known 
for later. There's all the step printing kind of visual effect that you know he he uses a lot as as you you go into his uh, filmography. Um, but I feel like he's been kind of forced to make this genre picture that he's not that interested yeah. in, in making. Some of the fight sequences aren't that great. I, I would say it's still like a. Um, you know, there's still some sequences that kind of take your breath away. Maggie Chung is is pretty excellent in it as well, um, but it is definitely a Mean Street yeah. light. Uh, I'm gonna give it six point five, and then I watched uh, a couple, uh, like a week, almost exactly a week later, uh, Days of Being Wild. This is from 1990. This is basically more in line with his kind of vision. These almost like. There's a narrative, but it's it's not not driving uh, a driving plot. It's this playboy guy who basically you know doesn't really care for any of the women that he's mm-hmm. betting with, and you almost don't care about him, but you really care about everybody else that's going around him. I think my my only complaint about this is is you can't sympathize at all with the lead. <laughs> the actual character. He's such a dickhead to everybody. doesn't matter if it's a girl it or a like guy. It sounds like this is Maddie's biography. Yeah, that's yeah. It, pretty much it. Just I'm, I'm a Lothario. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Everyone. But uh, basically, like, he just keeps making bad choices, bad choices. Mm-hmm. And, and you see um, how, uh, for all the outlying characters, if one choice was made earlier or something else happened there, then everything would be different in their lives. And... Because like time, the timing, which I guess we'll talk about in Miami Vice, uh, you know, time is a, a big important factor in that. Mm-hmm. But also in this, like the timing of people's life, there's all these great sequences. It looks fucking incredible. It's got this green filter, and I guess a tobacco filter. So the cinematography is insane. I guess it was basically impossible. So you talked about Michael Mann taking all these different takes. Well, this is like fairly low budget Hong Kong movie made in 1990 and they're doing like 50 takes and going through all this film stock because they can't make it look right Hmm. and the cinematographer just like has balls because he's younger I saw a special feature afterwards with him Mm -hmm. he's this super eccentric guy British guy that works in Hong Kong with Wong Kar Wai all the time and uh, uh, all his movies look gorgeous like even uh, as tears go by, you see like this visual style coming together. This one already looks mm-hmm. amazing, and you just get this vibe. There's just like this unbelievable vibe that puts you into the that world all the time. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. Oh wow, oh. Re- really, really good. I think this is where he's coming into his own, and I'm gonna watch. I think maybe Chunking Ex- Express is the next feature which I've seen before. Which mm-hmm. that, yeah, I've heard of that one. Is, is uh, 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 what the last time I watched it, which is probably getting close to 15 years ago, um, I've seen it twice. W- it, like it would be blew you away, blew me away. Hmm. It's unbelievable. Uh, but again, it, I haven't seen it for a long time, so I'm I'm really curious to go through his whole filmography in this way. Awesome, cool. Um, I guess I'll jump in with a little double feature, a noir and a, a neo noir. Uh, start off with Kino's The Crime of Century from 1933. This is a pre-code mystery, Ken Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot is so stupid. This doctor, but uh, again, stuff like this sells Did me you say on a movie. 33? 1933, yeah. Holy moly, is there like sound? Yeah. It's like one of the talkies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 20, 29 is basically the. Well, when it kind of. It doesn't point. feel like very, like sometimes you watch mm. some of those really old movies and they feel like the pacing on this, I think yeah, the whole thing is like 75 minutes. Around that time, I feel like 
that just before the code kicks in, they mm. start to really know how to do the talking yeah. pictures and the cameras yeah. are moving and and there's not much this i mean the, it's like pretty much a one location movie for the most part mm-hmm. but it opens up this doctor goes to his police station and asks to be arrested for a crime that he hasn't committed yet i guess some for some reason he has hypnotized one of his patients who's a bank official to steal money from the bank's vault and he's afraid that when he comes and brings in the money he won't be able to control himself <laughs> and he's going to kill the guy and take the money because all that money is going to be in front in front of him. Mm. And the cops are like, we can't arrest you for something you haven't done. If you're really worried, we'll keep an eye on you. We'll show up and uh, check on you. And and you know they help him. And he's like, ah, it'll be you know I I, I could do the perfect murder and get, this is how I get rid of the body and stuff. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, now that you've told us this, this is no longer the perfect murder. You're fine. Mm. And so this does happen. The guy brings the hypnotized guy does bring the money. But his daughter like shows up and his ex-wife, all these people can't show up. And he's like, no, it's all good. I got I got this. I can control it. Let's put it back in his pocket. We'll send him back. Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden the lights go out. They come back on. He's murdered. Did he do it? Uh-huh. Someone else did it. And it kind of becomes this like, because there's all these who, people who dropping in, in and out. Um, who could it be? Um, his ex-wife is, was trying to steal the money earlier when she found out about mm-hmm. this. She has a lover and they kind of knew about this. They were planning something. His daughter is there. The cops are there. There's all these various people. The 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 the, the maid and the um uh, whatever it would be the cook or, or whatever is there. So it's it's kind of like an, a pre clue, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually end like the last twenty minutes is kind of fun or ten minutes. It ends where pause the film and like who do you think you did? Yeah, you got <laughs> oh, yeah. here's the different suspects yeah. and they go through yeah. them and you got to figure out who it is. Um. It was fine. Like it, it's it's short. It doesn't overstay yeah. its welcome. There's not really much to it. None of the characters really stood out. Like you don't got those really unique personalities mm-hmm. that I, I think would have really helped it excel to like something much better. But I do love the idea of a murder happening and, and who could it be? I'm gonna give it six and a half out of ten. Um, again, it's it's seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're not gonna waste too much time. Uh, the other one I watched is uh, Near Noir. Uh, a Criterion release, The Player from 1992. Oh, yeah. This is a Robert Alt- Altman. Altman. Flick. Yeah. So I previously watched this Gosford Park. Didn't love it. Um, but there was stuff I liked about it. Long Goodbye, I need to see he did. Um, so this is this is only the second Altman. Altman, I think I've seen. Yeah. So you no, McCabe. You haven't seen Popeye? No, I haven't seen Nash. Mash. No. I haven't seen Mash, no. Yeah. Did you do Popeye? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I saw that as a kid. I don't know if I would count it. I don't, yeah. I don't remember if I watched from beginning to end. But uh, this stars Tim Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg is in there, Peter Gallagher, uh, Brian James, which is a weird seeing him as not, you know, the, the typical villain. Uh, Fred Ward's in there, Vincent D'Onofrio. I love films on filmmaking. Yeah. Um, mm. And this is like a new noir black comedy. Uh, Robbins, the opening scene, that's, yeah. that sequence where they're like almost making fun of one shots while also doing this very elaborate one yeah. shot. Oh, that's awesome. It's really great. Um, Robbins is a story executive. I guess uh, people bring him scripts and he's the one that like, okay, we should make this movie. And I guess he's been receiving threatening postcards from someone, from a writer that he never got back to. Um, he believes it to be Vincent D'Onofrio's character. Um, and, uh, he goes, visits him. It doesn't go over well. And there, a fight breaks out. D'Onofrio's character is killed and Tim Robbins, you know, makes it look like it was someone broke into his car and murdered him. And so the whole movie is he did this. Um, and, and there's like this mystery of uh, Whoopi Goldberg's a cop and they're kind of, and, and who's the other guy? It, it was like Julia Roberts husband at the time. Who's uh, Lyle Lovett. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> Lyle I guess he was, wasn't he a guy that like pretty much got roles cause of her and he wasn't good. No, he's not in, in, in married to her yet. Oh, okay. Mm. At this, like he's fine. He's kind of weird. The cops are almost like 
Lyle Lovett is unfortunately like considered Julia Roberts' husband, but Lyle Lovett's an incredible musician. Yeah, he had like a oh, music musician, career. But I always thought I always thought I remember hearing like he was a bad actor. I never have seen much in him. No, I think he just would act like this is again we're just because people know him as Julia yeah. Roberts' husband. He was a guy that was like this big character on stage too as, as a musician. And people would utilize that because they were such big fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Dwight Yoakam, he makes appearances all the time. But like, is yeah. he an actor? Like, I, I don't. Julia think Roberts so. is in the spoiler. I don't know if it's spoiler, but yeah. there's tons of cameos yeah. of actors, oh, yeah. which is fun. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, but so what we go over in the cops, and that's almost like a whole other layer. Like they almost feel like a different film. Like their comedy stuff is like on a whole other level. I thought their scenes were kind of fun, but also felt almost out of place. And even though this whole film was kind of weird. Um, the the way it works, like it's it's almost yeah, like this to- other world. This tone, the tone of this is it's not like quite Coen Brothers, but like it's not far removed from that. Like this, but it almost has surreal elements. Yes. Like it, it feels like it's not a real world at times. Um, and the way the dialogue or some of the characters act or talk. Um, and then uh, he also meets uh, her. Um, sorry, the, the Vince Nofrio's girlfriend. Um, girlfriend, and he kind of falls in love with her. I know it, it's a, it's a weird. Film. I, I don't have to think of it. I think the tones kind of threw me off. Like I thought, I didn't even know it was gonna be a noir or mystery. I thought it was just gonna be like a movie, a movie about uh, filmmaking. Movies, yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's cool. It's gonna be a murder mystery. I'm down mm-hmm. with this. But then it like becomes weirder and weirder as the film goes on. I still enjoy it though. There's something about it that it's, it's I, it keeps I, you captivated. I ended up. Uh, this was one where I watched, and I think maybe on the sh- <clears throat> we talked about this show, and I might have given it like a seven point five. And then I got the. Uh, on one of the sales, the Criterion. Mm-hmm. Then I watched a few of the behind the scenes or whatever the, yeah. the the docs that were on it, and I moved my score up because I just realized like how much I fucking was thinking about this movie and loved this mm-hmm. movie. I, I might watch it again for our uh, noir series in November yeah. because uh, it's it's it's, it's like good. an oddity. It's yeah. nothing else is really like this movie. Yeah, I'm curious on second visit too, going in knowing what film I'm getting into because I think it really threw me off the way it plays out. And it throws you off a few times. Yeah. Like, it takes a bunch of yeah. twists and turns. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so maybe I'm, I, I remember, I'm actually yeah. going to give it seven and a half out of ten yeah. this time. But yeah, it's it's a film that like I liked a lot about it. I love like films of filming. I love all the cameos. I love all that that shit. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely worth a watch. Nice. I watched uh, Unbreakable, uh, the uh, oh, Shyamalan yeah, yeah. movie. I haven't seen it since I think theaters, and like oh, I remember really? not liking it because uh, blah blah. I fell in love with this movie. It oh, is great. so good looking. There's a tension there. Uh, there's such a cool story that is going on yeah. in front of your eyes, man. Like it's like a comic book movie, but better than anything. It might be Marvel's Shyamalan's done. best. Maybe? I like, might make that argument as well. Like Six yeah. Sense is really good too. Mm. I'm, I'm afraid to go revisit Six Sense, but I remember a lot. To yeah, about both that. of these movies I haven't seen in many many years like yeah. I think Signs is great up until the end yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. say like those are as two films like I don't have mm. any complaints about any of it yeah the Unbreakable is so good like the scene with like a, a Bruce Willis and his son and his son has a gun and it's so like oh yeah so full of tension and Br- like, Bruce Willis is great in this movie it might be his last great role like yeah. I can't think of anything else that he's done that uh, is Looper? so good yes yeah he's yeah. pretty good in that and 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 he's pretty good in like it's not a lead role, but he's pretty mm. great in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give that. Anyways, uh, even like uh, Sam Jackson is so good as this 
villainous fellow. Yeah. Like, well, I, li- it's, I like it's a superhero film, but mm-hmm. it's like we've never seen this take. Yeah, exactly. On it. Like, I was thinking about your uh, uh, comparison with uh, Jordan Peele and Emily Charlie. Like, you are so astute. Like, that is like such a good analogy. I think Jordan Peele is going to go the way of M. Night Shyamalan. Like, he's going to make a few other. See, I, th- I, I personally think Shyamalan started stronger. Though. Yeah, yeah. He, like I think he does right. Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Yeah. Signs you're starting to see the cracks mm-hmm. a bit, but still great film. And then mm-hmm. even the village is good up to a point. And then, but that's where it's like, okay, we get it. Your shock ending. Yeah, then, like uh, I think village is after that. He kind of just becomes well, silly. The like the I like lady old, in the in the water or whatever ooh, is rough. one of the worst fucking movies I've ever I've seen. owned that on Blu-ray since it came out. I've never watched it. But like I, like for me, like I would like Get Out more than any of the. Shyamalan mm-hmm. movies, um, like that would just be yeah. My, my but like one. us and like comparing like us to like Unbreakable, like it's it doesn't compare. Like Unbreakable's way better, yeah, so much better. Like like I think us, you're already starting to see cracks, right? Like whether mm-hmm. you love us, you're starting to see mm-hmm. the cracks a little bit. And then Nope, I think you're seeing them a little bit more. Whereas I think Shyamalan, you weren't seeing the cracks till mm-hmm. Signs. S- yeah, see, Signs on the rewatch, which I might have done, like. I, I had trouble with that movie watch and this is about a decade ago, but yeah, watching it again, I was like, mm. oh. This is I I don't like that this I think it could be an easy comparison but that that for me if you you're talking about all of those six yeah. movies that's my bottom mm-hmm. um uh <coughs> and, and and but yeah I think there you I I hope Peel doesn't go that way yeah. because still if you make signs like signs for me is still like a, a I think seven so. I or, actually like like I found old to be fun even like the happening. Not a good movie. It's yeah. enjoyable. Is it's it? in a stupid, enjoyable movie about plants well, killing people. Well, I like right? Split. Like, yeah, I didn't love Split. I, now, oh, sorry. Wait, is that this? Which is the third one? Is the, that the third that's one? Glass. That's Glass. Glass. I didn't really do. No, yeah. I, and the Glass I think is is. I, I'm going to give Unbreakable eight point five. Yeah, I watched Glass right afterwards. Okay. And yeah, it's. Oh, so did you skip Split? Yeah, well, I saw oh, okay. Split like uh, when it first came out. So like I, I, I got it. So I'm like, Glass. It seems like it should be way better. A bunch of like uh, people with problems in a, but it just felt. It feels so, like a bad, like yeah. modern superhero movie yeah. in a lot of ways. And and like well, I don't even like where they take the character. No, it's, yeah. like, it's like trying to do too much. It's like it's a stupid movie that thinks it's smart. I find. Yeah. And like he's coming off a of split, which I I like. Maybe not as much as you guys, but I like the yeah. visit not as much as you guys. But it was fine. Like mm-hmm. he's coming off of well, this I, I, high, and I then, don't know if those are like two movies that I like. Oh, the so visit's like awesome. a six point five. I guess, yeah. I guess both of those, like a lot of people did. Yeah. They seem to be like everyone's like, ah, oh, he's back after these two. I films. probably would have given seven point five to split. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I really like the stuff, early, like yeah. until yeah. the very end, maybe. Yeah, like even with when he turns out he actually is a superhero. It's like, oh, okay, I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> but but Glass was was rough, and 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 Bruce Willis, and we now know it's probably not his fault. Yeah, um, yeah. because of. Um, I know you neurological feel bad, I feel bad making disease. fun of him. Yeah. But like he's 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 really yeah. not good in glass. No. no. Even Samuel Jackson's not good. No. Like, but again, it, that's why is it them or is it just they had shitty dialogue? That, that's that's, that's a possibility too, but even though it was James um McAvoy? Yeah. He, going from split to this, it just seems like such a a downgrade as well. Like in split, he's like, this is so good. He yes. can do these characters. And he's so, so good. good. I think why it those gets films hammier. work. Yeah. Because those films you don't realize they're superhero films. Like Unbreakable, yeah. you don't realize to like exactly. oh, it's a superhero film. Right. Split could almost not work as a superhero film, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not until like really the after credits yeah. like, oh, so it's getting part of this world. This film is like trying to put all those yeah. in as a superhero film and it doesn't really work. And, and even the ending was like eye-rollingly bad. You guys yeah. have seen it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, really? This is... 
I was okay. pumped for that one. In a, yeah. Yeah. So that one I'm giving a six. Like yeah. it was, I think I gave that one a four or something. It, it like, was a hard to go from like watching Unbreakable, Unbreakable to this like, yeah. okay. So so th- what I was going to say is just hope. I, my hope is that yeah. uh, Jordan Peele does not become. Well, I don't know. Now he's talking about, I guess, the sequel to Nope, which I fucking hope that's on his next film. Yeah. Like, I think he works because he's so, I know he will do it. It'll probably be a sequel in name only. Like yeah. it'll be a character from that, but it'll be a completely different thing, mm-hmm. I assume. But yeah, I don't know if I want to see a sequel yeah. spin-off from that. But anyway. I, I, again, I, like my hope with him is that he still gets money to like that he doesn't have to do those things. That's that's always the the new Hollywood yeah. shit where it's like, well, if you you want a big budget again, you're gonna have to make a sequel to this. Yeah, get out too. Oh fuck. <laughs> get <How>? outer. <laughs> get outer. Um got out. <laughs> So I watched from 1938, The Young in Heart. This is a kind of screwball comedy, kind of like uh, a melodramatic movie at the same time. Um, it, it's, it, it has this family. They're all carnars. They're all a lot of fun. Uh, Janet Gaynor, who I've never really seen in anything. Maybe this is the only movie uh, I've seen. She's in Sunrise, which is a... a big famous movie but I've, I've never seen that one she's like the the one daughter D- douglas fairbanks jr is the other son another mm. famous famous actor yeah. that i've never seen anything and then you've got the the father who's playing this fake colonel who's always <laughs> cheating people with cards and the mother billy burke who who played uh gladys the good witch oh, yeah, yeah. in in wizard of oz she's most and she's always trying to pull scams and stories and that's what they're basically trying to do at the beginning they're they're playing this big scam they're going to marry off someone and then take all all this family's money it kind of goes to shit cuz people realize who they are so they have to be on this they're sent on this train instead of being arrested they ran out on a rail yeah but they have no money yeah. and then they meet this old woman who they instantly are like oh well pl- she's a this woman she's got all this estate She's got money. She's got nobody else, no children of her own. And she's taking a liking to the one daughter. Well, what we can do is we'll move into her house. And then when she dies, we'll take everything. We'll get her to change her will. Mm. But quickly, like the cracks in the family actually start to show. Uh, they actually care about this old woman and, and where it goes. There's a lot of fun. See, it also has Paula Goddard, who's known for the Ghost Breakers and. Cat and Canary in the Chaplin movies. She was married to Chat- Chaplin. Uh, she's got a, a kind of fun side character. It, it probably it's a little too sappy uh, yeah. in the, in the end for for me. But I, I really uh, I liked it in a lot of ways. I'm going to nice. give it a seven. I think it's uh, you know I, I like the the con artist stuff. With the heart that of gold. All, <laughs> uh, all trying to do like and they're all great. Like I can't believe Janet Gaynor retired. Like the, she's incredible in this movie. And then this is the last movie she made. Huh. Um, I did a double feature, and Adam, hopefully you can pro- help me pronounce this director's name. Uh, French director Henry George Clouseau? Yeah, I think it's Clouseau. Clouseau? Is it George's? Or George- How do you say George with an I think yes it's probably that? George's. Jorge? Har- Har- <laughs> George. Anyways, uh, he directed. Uh, yeah. I watched um, the first one I watched, Wages of Fear from 1953, a Criterion one. Awesome. This one I've been wanting to see for a long time. Um, it's this oil well owned by an American company, catches fire, and the company needs to get this glis- nitroglycerin there so they can blow it up and, and uh, I guess, stop the fire. Uh, the problem is it has to travel across 500 kilometers stretch of road that's like bumpy. Bumpy and stuff. And yeah. this thing, if the slightest thing, not even just up. bumpy, like treacherous. Yeah, treacherous. Um, so they hire these um, ragtag group of kind of guys. 
You have Mario, the handsome playboy of the town. Um, his former roommate, uh, Luigi. I, yeah. I wonder if Mario and Luigi is influenced yeah. by this. He's a construction worker who's dying from the, the cement dust in his lungs, so he needs to get money to get up, stop doing this. Uh, you have this um, kind of quiet, kind of tough guy uh, with bleach blonde hair, uh, Bimba, I believe his name is. And then you have Joe, the ex-gangster, who likes to still pretend he's the big shot, but he's actually broke and, and he needs his job as much. Some other Mr. guy, Mr. Joe, some other guy actually gets his spot, and you don't know. Mm-hmm. You never, you never know what happened. Like, did he kill this guy? What did he do to yeah. get this guy? But somehow he ends up taking a spot. Anyways, they split the two guys up um, in the trucks, and they have to drive. Um, I will say, I was really excited for this. I thought it was gonna be really tense. Mm-hmm. I will say the first, like, it takes a while. It's about two and a half hours long. The first hour. It's more you don't s- like it when they're in the town and I yeah I didn't I like some yeah. of it I thought it went too, they like, setting up the characters it's about an hour before yeah. it actually yeah. they get on the trucks which was a little much for me some of it I like some of it you know you had the gangster and you know uh, the, the Mario's kind of teaming up with him because he wants to be the big shot he wants to make the big money and it's like the confrontation with him and all the people in the town who are like who the fuck's this gangster guy and they're basically stranded in this town. yeah it's like this poor town and there's no way to get out because it costs a lot of money to get out. There's not really like the work is shitty jobs. Yeah. Um, they, they have like some building that's never been finished because, you know, there's no money in this town. But um, uh, yeah, anyways, these guys get on the trip. And it, like at first, it didn't start out as tense as I thought. Like at first, he's driving super fucking slow and you're like, wow, man, like the slightest bump, this thing. Yeah. But then like they're stuck in mud and they're pulling the truck through it and it's like, this isn't that bad are they have to zoom they have to go a certain they're like to get across this bumpy road we got to go a certain speed so they're going really fast like i don't know if that i I don't know it just seemed like that didn't seem as tense i would say though after you get past those two parts is where it really started working for me where it's like shit kind of got real like that stuff is tense a little bit but well i thought it was gonna be like like i'm sweating watching this shit yeah mr joe is a little bit like you realize why he's driving. He's like he's yeah. lo- he's he doesn't he's not as tough. Well, you tr- yeah. yeah, he's he turns out he's a bit of a coward. Like that stuff was kind of interesting and fun. Like it definitely it gets more interesting as it goes along. I I found because at first I was like ah, I'm not like digging this. Like I'm gonna feel bad not giving this a great rating. But I do think like the last mm-hmm. half it really picks up and there's some like really fucking like when they have to, to blow up that rock. Oh yeah, that's where you're sweating when they have to get through. Mm-hmm. And there's some there's a lot of I won't say anything, but there's some really fucking shock surprises. Like holy shit. Yeah. Throughout the the, the whole like yeah. from that point Back on, end. it's like I did not expect that. That that said, I kind of like I want to see the freaking remake because I could almost see myself liking that more. It just seems like even from the trailer, it's more tense and it's got the Tangerine Dream score. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard people that love that film either equally or you know. I guess it depends on preference. Maybe yeah, it's the yeah. first one you saw, but I still really like this. I'm going to give it seven and a half, uh, just not as I thought this was going to be like. This a was nine my number two discovery of, yeah. of last year. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this movie. And all the stuff in the town works for yeah, me. Yeah, I think and- it's going to depend on that. Because if you're not like really into that, you're not loving all that. Like, that's an hour of the movie. So for me, like, I don't think I had read about this. So I didn't know what it was. It was just like, oh, this is, uh, I'd watched. Diabolique, which I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk, you're going to talk yeah. about, uh, and that blew me away. And I was like, I'm just going to watch this director like that. He just seems yeah. like he has so much control yeah. over the camera and everything. So I had no idea. And I was, I would have been happy if it was just the movie about the town. Like, I just thought that was cool. <laughs> like all these guys doing all these little schemes and it's yeah. funny and, um, and it, and it looks great. Yeah. I, I, I love the movie. Yeah. 
Uh, I did follow up, yeah, with uh, late late out Dablik or Dablik in I guess in America, uh, nineteen fifty five. So this is a follow up film. Pretty crazy though they did those oh, two yeah. films. Like these are both huge regarded. I guess it's a film that Hitchcock actually was kind of fighting for the script, but this guy yeah, won he, it and then he bought it. Hitchcock he bought the rights cycle. first, yeah. But it takes place at this boarding school. It's run by this cruel man, Michael. Um, he has this frail wife, Christina, who has a heart condition. She's actually the one that has the money. She's actually the one that took over the school and she teaches there, but Michael's got a control over her. Um, he has a mistress who's another teacher on the side and they do not hide this. Like yeah. this it's is an open, open that I'm fucking this teacher. And, 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 but they don't hate each other, the two women, because they have a common interest and that is their hate for Michael. He's a terrible person. He's a terrible, he beats the mistress. Yeah. He's terrible. Uh, she the, has a heart condition. Yeah. His and he wife mocks her yeah. all the time. And then even to the kids, he's terrible. Like, he doesn't want to be at the school. He's just doing it because that. I guess that's where the money is. I don't know. Yeah. But um, so they plan. Um, yeah, it's, it, and it's it's her school, I believe. The wife. Yeah, like she owns it. Yeah, but he still has like he's the principal of the school or something. Yeah, she's he's running the, the school, yeah. so that's why they're still married because he has the job because yeah. of her. Um, but she can't leave him out of fear, or whatever. Uh, so um, the the mistress uh, Nicole comes up with this plan. We should knock him off. It will solve all of our problems. And at first, Christina's like uh, apprehensive. I, I can't do that. You know, that's against my religion. I'll go to hell, blah, 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 like it, this kind of things. But again, has a terrible day where he's just a fucking despicable person. She's like, okay, let's let's do this. Um, so it's them planning this murder. All that stuff is great. The murder, how it takes place is so fucking, like it's tense. Oh, yeah. You know what's happening, but you're waiting because she keeps on like, am I, I can't do this. Uh, she's and like there's constantly like, is she going to pull out or not? And even the murder when it happens, like his eyes, like there's some fucking oh, really yeah. great stuff in there. And then, so they, they, I don't think I'm spoiling, right? They knock him off, but then it becomes, um, they and they throw his body in the pool at the school to make it look like, well, we were on vacation when it happened, and hoping they're going to find him. There, there's constant tension too. When is, when's the body going to be found? Who's going to find it? And they're, you know, and then they drain the pool and the body is gone. Oh, awesome. So just who knows, someone knows about what happened and are they going to, and there's all this tension. Then you're seeing him like in the background of pictures Mm -hmm. and they're like, is he still alive? Like what the fuck's going on? Is his ghost? There's all this stuff. Sounds awesome. Um, And yeah, I don't want to say any more after that, but I will say, yeah, it's a great, like totally Hitchcockian thriller. Supposedly Uh, one of the only Hitchcockian movies that Hitchcock like he was notorious for not liking the mm-hmm, people that yeah. were kind of doing his style where were I think he I think he references maybe with Truffaut that he actually yeah. like took a bunch from this like realizing oh, awesome you know, how how great the movie was made yeah I, I really dug it I'm gonna go eight out of ten like I had good, eh? some small um issues with it maybe I guess pacing issues but like yeah, it's great. I, I think uh, I, I highly this recommend it. This made my top one. 10 horror. Like, it, it blew me the fuck yeah. away. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I could see it. Like, it, it's probably one, of, you know, it's one I'm excited to watch again. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see it growing on me. Um, but it, again, it is totally that French where, like, you spend a lot of time with the characters, which some of it works, some of it, you know, mm-hmm. didn't for me. But, um, yeah, it's great. Awesome. Have you guys seen A League of Their Own recently? I was going to talk about A League of Their oh, Own. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, this movie, I haven't seen this. Is this because there's a new TV series? Yeah, yeah. I, I just saw it and one of my, uh, I had um, the streaming service. I had to get rid of it this month. So I was like, all right, the last thing I'm going to watch is League of Their Own. I'm like, this movie is so charming. Yeah. Like, everything about it. Like, you know, like the uh, 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 old timey's lineup and then goes to black and white. 
Oh yeah, it's fucking awesome. Man. Yeah, like like the movie is uh, always blatantly trying to tug at your heartstrings <laughs> mm-hmm. at all these moments, and there's no shading to it at all. It, but it's still you don't care. It works. It fucking works. And this is there's something with baseball movies. Where I just give it a pass, yeah. Like the natural natural is the same way. Where it's like this is goofy and sentimental, but fuck. I even like Love so of the good. Game. Like Love of the Game, I yeah. dig that movie. I, I know I shouldn't. Yes, like, it, it just- I, I occasionally know I shouldn't. <laughs> it is weird that out of all sports, it's like mm. there, there's all other great sports films, but it seems like baseball are the only ones that for some reason how that sentimental and it works. Like there's something about yeah. a baseball film that, yeah, if you give me a football movie where it's overly sentimental, I'm like, fuck this yeah. movie or basketball or anything, hockey, like yeah. you can't do it for some reason. Baseball, it works. Baseball just seems, it reminds me if I'm thinking like a, f- a sport played in like the early 1900s, yeah. it's baseball, right? Like, and, and I, I think I, I mentioned this to you guys, but I think I, I want to propose that we do a baseball series. I think that's a good idea. Next year. Maybe like 12 men out. Stuff around like that. eight men out. Yeah. Around, um, baseball season. Yeah. Uh, spring training. We should, yeah, like, that's good idea uh get it but yeah you got bull durham field of dreams eight men out uh natural na- the natural angels in the outfield angels in the outfield <laughs> sandlot? i know you guys sandlot. sandlot but that's one i've been wanting to revisit uh mm. yeah sandlot i loved as a kid but when i revisited it was like oh this is made for children oh yeah not me children movie. um but that being said, every character in a league of their own is super firing on like ten cylinders. Even John Lovitz. John Lovitz is, is so, so good. fucking good. John Lovitz' best role. Yeah, I, I think so. Uses like, his smarminess. Uh, to, who to is he in that degree. movie? I don't remember. He's like, the uh, scout. The scout who goes oh, okay. and he finds uh, Gina Davis and uh, what, what was his name? Isn't um, that Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell. No, they're, they're from um, Dottie, Laurie Petty. Yes. Oh, Laurie Petty. Uh, both are great in this, uh, by yeah. the way. And Gina Davis, you realize, wow, what a she star. is a national treasure. Like she is so charming in the fly, but in this she movie, she had all that plastic surgery, and then her career kind of ended. Well, she stopped making movies before that. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I think it was like Cut the Throat double Island? Cutthroat Island and Long and, Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, that she made with her husband. Oh, and which that film's getting a big cult following. And also, like this, what happens to actresses? You turn forty. Yeah. And you kind of, yeah. and it's over. It's harder. You're either yeah. like the until you're 60, and then you kind of. And go I back think in. then she went and tried to be an arch, uh, the, the Olympic archery. She was doing that before. Like she was a young young girl who was doing it. Uh, but she, she got back she, into it. She got back into it and almost made the Olympics. Yeah, I know when she was younger, she was like crazy good. Um, but yeah, it, it was after she quit movies. She actually because she went to all the trials. Oh, and, that's awesome. Um, she, she is so interesting. But man. I think then she tried to get back into acting, and that's when she had all the Beetlejuice alone, like. Fucking yeah, it's on the map for me. Yeah, the fly. Like, yeah, yeah. She is so charming in this, and like even uh, Tom Hanks. We haven't talked about like he is Mr. Charisma. Yeah, but he is kind of unlikable in this movie. But you kind of like him. Barely becomes likable. Yeah. Like and and but you mm-hmm. you can't st- stop liking him. Yeah, because he's Tom Hanks, and he's using that 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 power of affability mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I don't know if you get in a lot of because he's fairly. He's, a, he's abusive uh, in this. And like he's kind of an alcoholic who's just kind of doing this for the... Trying to get kids to avoid the clap. <laughs> yeah. Bad News Bears is another one that I've never Ye- seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bad News Bears is amazing. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely yeah, have to we'll do figure that. Anyway, so a baseball <laughs> series next year. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it... I think I was going to give it 8.5. Like, I might give it an 8.5 yeah, as well. Wow, I, I really good. like it. And even every... Like, Rosie O'Donnell is good in this. Madonna yes. is good in this. Like Rosie O'Donnell was good in the 90s. I know everyone's going to say... I yeah, like you, Rosie O'Donnell. You, you're, you're right. Like, I, I, it wasn't until she got her show and everyone started yeah. to hate her. Uh, um, she's in the new A League of Their Own. I'll, I'll probably talk about 
Oh, I don't know when we'll talk about that, but I, I, I'm watching it right now. It? Is, is it worth checking out? It's, it's. I think it's. It stumbles a little bit at the beginning because it, tr- it's hitting the same beats as the movie. Yeah. Like it's more about Africans. So there, Americans there, getting into baseball. There, there's the. Uh, there's two stories. So there's the Abby Jacobson story, which mm-hmm. she's from Broad City, which I fucking love, mm-hmm. and and basically it's her coming to terms with with being. Uh, bisexual or queer and mm-hmm. and she she's there because that's the stuff they they glossed over like Dottie is actually are yeah. these these are true true story well th- that's the thing with a league of their own okay. there was a, the main character is supposed to be gay uh and then gina davis no she has a husband she loves her husband yeah so it, in real life okay Dottie, i could see like yeah that makes sense like, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, there, there's supposed to be a lot of that undertone, and they yeah. they got rid of it all for, uh, for the, the film. The, for the film, uh, so this one talks about that, and in the in the movie, you only get the the one black character throwing the baseball really fast, and that's that's. Yeah, I don't just, I don't remember a black character. In that that's movie, the no. one thing you get, and yeah. that kind of shows like, oh, they couldn't play this, and she's good enough to play, and they sh- they go into that storyline more on the TV show. So the first episode is doing the tryouts and building the mm. team. It feels very much like the movie, but not as good. Yeah. Once they get into all of these other issues and it's it's pretty funny still and the characters mm. are really well lived in, uh, I'm really in, enjoying where it, it's been going. So I've got a couple episodes left. Nice. One one more thing about baseball that we, we should all watch if we do a month of baseball is the X-Files episode, The Unnatural. Do you guys remember that one? No. I don't remember It's a that. fucking classic one. It's about this black baseball player um, who's amazing. And, you know, obviously at the time that's not allowed with mm-hmm. KKK and everything. But it turns out this guy is an, is an action alien who's come down and fucking just wants to play baseball. But it's like, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. it, it's like again, it's like this heartfelt, <laughs> yeah. like, touches you by the end. It's got yeah. some comedy. It's kind of got everything you want in a baseball story. It, it's a really fun There's episode. a movie, Pastime, which was released in the early 90s, and it's about this this relationship with a back, black baseball player and this old, old catcher that's working his way out. And I've always held this to, like, this high degree, but I watched mm. it when I was... Young 10 or 11. It's the first movie that made me cry. Oh, really? I I didn't cry at movies almost ever. I don't remember crying in another movie for maybe a decade. Uh. Now, now I'm, I'm, the waterworks can open pretty quickly. Even like My Girl? Like, nothing on My Girl. Oh, my God. Heart of Stone over here. Beethoven? <laughs> you should dog movies and homework. Yeah. No, none of those made me cry. Old Yeller. I, I think that's the only movie as a child I remember crying E.T.? at the end of that. No, I didn't cry at E.T. No, I don't think I cried at E.T. either. And they're fucking taking E.T.'s dying. Mm-hmm. The next movie I remember crying, uh, <laughs> I like this is what we're talking <laughs> about, is uh, um, My Life is a House or something like that, starring Kevin Klein, and he's got cancer, uh, and I, we, I just lost my grandmother, and, yeah. and I, so I was probably- You got your own shit going on at that point. I was, yeah. you know, 18 or 19, but I don't, I, I just, things, I could feel emotional, <laughs> but I never, yeah. like- it would hit, no hit waterworks, me. but again, now that I'm old, oh, yeah, uh, everything yeah, yeah. hits. You look me. at me cockeyed, I'll probably start crying. Yeah, it's your turn to, to, to watch, uh, talk about a movie. Um, uh, I'll be really quick here. I watched a I picked up a bunch of box sets. I went to uh, the fan expo, they had some great sales on arrow titles. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a bunch, bunch of director sets. I love these sets where you get like a director you know nothing about, a documentary, usually feature length on them, and then like you know, a bunch of their films. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is They Came from the Swamp, the films of William, uh, I think it's Greff, Greffy. Uh, anyways, he directed. Like that Florida fella? Yeah, a bunch of films I'd never heard of. Sting of mm-hmm. Death, 
Death Curse of Tartu, Stanley, which is about killer snakes. I think that one I'd heard of. Mako, The Jaws of Death, I'd heard of because I, you know, shark films, Whiskey Mountain. Uh, but yeah, this is a documentary. I thought, you know, the best way I'd know nothing about this guy, let's start it and see what films I want to watch after that. It, unfortunately, it's one of those ones where some of the good ones aren't on this box set. They must mm-hmm. be different rights. Um, but I think some of them you can get. But like, it, it's pure, like, low budget. Like, Herschel Gordon Lewis, I guess, was influenced by this guy. Uh, this yeah. pre Herschel. Like, the, the Sting of Death is literally a guy walking around with an inflated fucking balloon on his head. Um, I have and, trouble with these, I gotta say. Yeah, um, yeah it's not gonna be for everyone. And, and I don't know, I just, I get a kick out of shitty old movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, but and it's weird, because this was meant to be a feature-length documentary, and then, like, the, this box that was coming out, so like, oh, we'll put it on there. It would not hold up as that. Like, it doesn't have that flashy editing that yeah. you used to for those type of things. It definitely feels like it should be an extra. As an extra, though, it's great. I mean, it's an hour and yeah. a half. It's the directors going through film by film and then other people jumping in with stories. I mean, he's not necessarily... Like, some of the shit they did is pretty terrible. Like, he's at this boat race and this guy's boat flips over and dies. And he's like, oh, you got that? He sees some guy recording it? I'll give you 500 bucks for that so he can uh, take this thing. And use it. Like, that's the kind of indie film like, we're yeah. talking about here. But it, I mean, I guess that's what it was like then, yeah. right? It's like how well now we have this amazing boat flipping over that right. I got. Yeah. I paid next to nothing to have it. People couldn't even do this, you know, with big budgets. Yeah. Um. So it's stuff like that. You hear stories. I don't know. I, I just love hearing all these stories in these indie filmmakers yeah. are a mess. Or like the guy at the big balloon. Like someone's like, oh, this is making too much noise. This uh, this air conditioner. Let me turn it off. But that's like, giving the guy the air, and then he fucking <laughs> can't breathe, and he's gonna die. There's another guy where he's um, what was it? He was one of the famous. Some famous actor was he a Bond villain or something? Anyways, he's hanging from a noose in a William Shatner movie, and I guess they don't realize William Shatner thinks he's acting, and the guy's fucking choking to death. The time that they oh. ran and got it, like cut off, just like I just love hearing, like you know, people if they don't die, I love hearing <laughs> yeah, yeah, these stories exactly. where it's like crazy shit that would never happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the again, the guy's like, I have a total fear of snakes. Don't worry. There's not going to be snakes in the pool. Fucking this director. It's not a nice guy. Yeah. Secretly fills the pool with real fucking snakes. So the guy jumps in and sees as he's jumping in that there's this pool is filled with real fucking snakes. Oh. So that's real fear. And it's like, yeah. I love hearing about that. But it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to be the terrible guy. Shit. Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah. I thought it was kind of entertaining. Uh, I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. Again, it's not as flash as it could be, but it, I, I, I love hearing these stories. Um, but I did watch another uh, uh, Arrow flick. I guess I could quickly run into mm-hmm. Waterworld, nineteen ninety five. Uh, oh, awesome! Yeah, I have not revisited. I remember this. loving this movie. It's like uh, Mad Max, but on uh, water. On Which water. everyone yeah. hated it when yeah. it came out. I guess it's like was the, one of the biggest box office bombs. That at seems the time. crazy. It, it cost an insane amount, like two hundred yeah. million, and, at the, time. and, and the the well, set pieces kept. Kept, uh, yeah, like they're yeah. shooting on water, which you don't normally want to do yeah. in these situations, and they're building real big sets, real they kept, and they kept sinking. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, so I guess Arrow did this like awesome box that you get an hour. I haven't watched the documentary, but it's supposed to be really mm-hmm. great. I've heard the documentary's great, an hour and a half, and all the shit that went wrong. But it has three cuts of the movie: the theatrical cut, uh, the TV cut. I guess when they played it on TV the years later, they were able to go back and add forty minutes back to the film that oh. was cut out, um, which. You know, it's already a two hour twenty minute that yeah. brings it to three hours. But I, I like that's so I watched the the Ulysses U, U, Ulysses Ulysses cut U, Ulysses cut Ulysses. I can't, I can't fucking say it. Um, which I guess I guess the TV cut they had to like cut out certain scenes there. They had to replace um, dialogue or violence. So this does the long cut, but it makes sure it has all the actual theatrical versions of that. So you get all the swearing or whatever oh, cool. it is. Uh, so it's probably the best way to watch it. Yeah, it ends up being three hours long. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. 
The film's not perfect. It has a lot of cheesy moments. Yeah. It fucking, even at the three hours, obviously overly long. I think the three hours is probably the better way to watch it, I assume. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I heard they, they explain a lot more. Um, but yeah, the set design, the costumes, the big action set pieces are just Dennis fucking Hopper great. Or Dennis Hopper, yeah, yeah, it's just fucking having Kevin so much Kevin Costner, uh, Janine Triplehorn? Yeah, I believe that's who it is. Yeah. It's the, the kind of love interest. It's kind of funny. So it opens up with Kevin Costner pissing and drinking Drink his, his own piss. piss, yeah. To the kid, he's a dick too for like 90% of the movie. Yeah. He fucking pushes her off to the water. She can't swim. She almost drowns and dies. Mm-hmm. He's just a dick to her the whole time. Gene Triplehorn, um, who, like, there's kind of maybe a thing. He needs to get this map. So he's like, ah, you can have her for a half an hour. I mean, it, does, I'm not, it doesn't yeah. go that way. Yeah. Like, the, it ends up not happening. But, like, his character for most of the movie is a huge dick. And then he has that twist, which I don't know if I, is believable. We're t- we were talking about that in Collateral. Like, this, it's almost like, you know, the opposite all of a direction. sudden he's going to save this yeah. young girl because she's his friend. Like, he literally mm. says, why are you doing this for this girl? Because she's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> With dialogue like that, how could yeah. this movie be a bust? I think, I think Kevin Costner, I know everyone hates him. I think he's a good actor. Maybe he, you know, goes on and off yeah, his I, fucking I, accents yeah, and stuff. After watching like Silverado, he's like a fun actor. Yeah, like, he's he, fun. Um, but yeah, I I, I, I always had a soft movie. spot for this and, 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 and The Postman. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I, I have that. I don't know if I'm going to get to that. But, but uh, all... At the same time, like Hosner's or we'll Hopper see. is fucking chewing dialogue. Yeah, well, he's so having much. fun with this. Yeah, it's just it's it's got a bunch of actors too you recognize. But yeah, I'm gonna do it seven out of ten. Like I, oh, I think okay. as just it's not it's not as good as any Mad Max films at all. Mm. But um, it's enjoyable still. Awesome. Uh, anyone else? Yeah, I've I've yeah. got a uh, a couple more. Yeah, I have two more as well. Okay. Cool. So, I was going to do a bunch of comedy specials. I think I'm going to cut them out. I don't yeah, think I need to go through. You're done. <laughs> I watch too many of them, and there's not that much to say about them. Uh, so I watched Mon Oncle, uh, 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 Uncle, Mon Oncle uh, from 1968. This is a, another Jacques Tati uh, movie. I love Jacques Tati. Playtime is a, a, a all-time favorite. It would probably be one of my top 100 movies. I really like Monsieur Hulot's Holiday as well, and uh, Jour de Fête. Uh, great movies. This one... Is kind of hit me the way that other people sometimes, where it's too far removed. He's this character, Mr. Hulot, who's the uncle in this, and he's always doing kind of these like funny, almost, it's almost like silent pictures, but in the 60s. Um, uh. and, and there's definitely a style to that, but he has all of these very intricate, and now he's got the modern world, and then he's got this old town, and, and the differences of what's happened in the modern world, where it seems kind of like impractical and, and, no, there's no kind of heart or emotion. Mm-hmm. You go back to the old town, all this kind of fun stuff's going. Some of the set pieces are are absolutely incredible, but I did feel removed. And I, I know that with Tati, this is often like the the thing against him is you feel like you're not really part of it, mm-hmm. uh, like in, in emotionally. And I did get that a little bit. I still think the ingenuity is in, incredible. And uh, I'm, I'm still going to give it, I think I'm going to give this one a seven, uh, and it's definitely my least favorite. And it, it's funny because this is often considered his best, but I, I just something I didn't quite jive as much in in terms and get ingrained in what was going on. I also watched uh, Design for Living. This is another uh, Ernest Lubitsch movie from uh, 1933. Uh, this is basically a woman who has to choose between two men. Uh, I really like this a lot, and I love the the lead, Marion Hopkins, who's in uh, his others. But Gary Coo- Cooper is one of the leads, and we've talked about <laughs> Gary Cooper, and there's just something about Gary Cooper. I just don't love mm-hmm. Gary 
Cooper is a lead, and I yeah. feel like he's miscast in this, and it, it it probably takes me out from really loving this. I'm still gonna give it seven point five. Still high, eh? Because uh, it's it it's still like the dialogue is amazing. It's super witty. Mm-hmm. The kind of uh, it's pre code, so the love triangle <laughs> they're getting to like really go Get into in a little bit more. Um, and then I I watched nine to five. And you know, with uh, Dolly Parton, yeah, I, say Dolly Parton I saw this at the Parton. Playhouse on the big screen awesome. with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Dolly Parton. Also, Dabney Coleman. They're all fucking fantastic, yeah. especially Dar- Dolly Parton, where it's like, oh man, they wasted Dolly Parton. They really wasted her. She's genius in this. This is one I've been wanting to see, and Twilight Time put it out, and I, mi- I missed on, on it. And I never. Now it's it's hard to get on Blu-ray. I hope hopefully Kino or someone reviews. I feel like uh, it's just a fun movie. There is like a a whole section where they envision themselves killing their boss is all about how terrible their boss is. Mm. And, and they play like these different kind of genre tropes. And I just feel like it doesn't work because it doesn't feel like the genre trope. Maybe you'd find that fun. I'm going to give it this one also 7.5. And the last movie I'm going to talk about is The Worst Person in the World. How is that? Uh, it was excellent. Yeah. It's basically this this uh, lead it's character. 2021, right? 2022, I think it'll count. Uh, okay. Because it's 2021 in the rest of the world. Yeah, I think a lot of people had it on their list last year, but I think if you're going by uh, North okay, America. perfect. It wasn't year. released in North America until earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, because I saw that. I'm like, I want to check this out. Like, uh, 2021. <laughs> I don't know, man. It will count for our <laughs> best right. list. It's this lead character who's kind of just directionless. She keeps going from job to job. She's incredibly talented and smart. It's done in all of these 12 chapters. Um, most of them are just fantastic. There's this like one party sequence where she just cu- goes into this this party and and gate crashes it basically this this wedding and then she finds this guy that she really likes but doesn't want to cheat and they're going as far and you can see how like the the emotional cheating lines and mm-hmm. are drawn and uh an, an amazing lead performance but by the end there's some stuff that really hits hard uh there's this lead character that I think we'd all relate to. He's this comic, but he's also like a collector of all these things. And I don't want to give away what happens with him. It's, uh, but man, it hit me hard. There's maybe one sequence on shro- when they're on shrooms that feels like a little bit cliche that I didn't really like, but that's one out of 12 yeah. chapters. I'm going to give it 8.5. Oh, nice. Uh, really great. I got to check that one out. Is that a depressing movie or is it fun? Both. Both, okay. Yeah, like uh, certain sequences are so much fun, but also there's some gut real gut punches that yeah. that happen in, in in certain sequences. That's, such is life, man. Um, and and uh, oh, I have one other thing, and I'm I'm just gonna mention it. And so I talk about TV a lot, and how I really like TV. <laughs> if you bring up Better Call <laughs> yeah, Saul, I'm fucking walking out. He's wanted to say uh, uh, and this is the the opposite of Better Call Saul, and how sometimes this doesn't work out. Ozark, the final season. Ozark always felt like kind of like Breaking Bad, like Light. the poor man's version of Breaking mm-hmm. Bad or something. Uh, and we we watched it all c- when the pandemic first happened, and mm-hmm. you know we're just that's the only time you're going to watch the. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, we've watched three seasons. This should we watch the fourth yeah. season? And fuck, was it bad? Yeah, it just really tanked. Eh? Four. I'm giving it a four. Ugh. So th- this is sometimes like, you know. Kyle's thing where you, 
you watch all this and you want to complete <laughs> yeah. it. But I know, like, I'm watching this and being like, fuck, this is garbage. That, it started off, not weak, but like 6.5. It was entertaining. And I think the next season, maybe the second season was better oh, than the first okay. season. And maybe the third season is probably about the same. And this tanks uh, at the see, end. It's, it's really poor. So that's that's it for me. Okay, I got two more, but I'll, I'll try to be quick with these. Yeah. Uh, Five Fingers of Death, a.k.a. King Boxer from 1972. Uh, I, I've been digging through the Shaw Scope uh, Arrow mm-hmm. box set. Uh, I'm, big fan, I'm a big fan. Of, do, have you guys ever gotten a Shaw Brothers flicks? No. I don't think so. This is, Tarantino is a big fan, right? Uh, yeah, like yeah. this film, especially their stuff from the Kill Bill took from. I, I got into them, and I was watching a bit of them, and then I got like one or two that wasn't as great. So I got out of it for a bit, but now they're finally they're hitting Blu-ray. Like for some reason, none of these were making it to Blu-ray. Um, uh, and Arrow's been Arrow's got another box set that that one is going to even be better because I know some of them in there are some of my favorites in that box set. So I'm actually pumped for for Volume Two. But this is Volume One. It's got like eight movies or whatever, and this is the first one kind of going in order. I don't think this is the first Shaw Brothers. They had a bunch of other films, but I think this is one of the first like Kung Fu ones that kind of hit hit it big for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by I'm not going to try to pronounce it, Zhang. Cheng Ha and starring Lo Lei, who has like over 200 credits to his fucking name. Mm. Uh, but anyways, it's a student. He's uh, he's kind of got every learned everything he can from his current master, so he sends him to a superior master to to finesse his skills. And uh, and I guess they're going to enter in this upcoming tournament to try to beat this um, this other this tyrant who uh, runs another school and he does all these shady tricks. Um, it's kind of everything you want in a Shaw Brothers film. I mean, you're getting great action. Like their their action is it's like it's like a ballet. Like it's mm-hmm. so fun to watch. Uh, the and and like strength is is I almost overpowered sometimes like when they're punching they're punching through punching bags and through <laughs> walls i love that shit yeah and they miss and they break a fucking tree uh the villains are all kind of fun they there's like this guy and he fucking headbutts people they've all kind of got their thing going on um this guy come they the the tyrant hires these these expert martial arts or whatever from japan and they're kind of like samurais because i believe these guys are chinese i believe um, and you get the training sequences, which Shaw Brothers always excel at. Cool sets, like it's always like the fake trees and everything that mm-hmm. looks great. Um, the whole that like, do you remember that in Kill Bill that like the when she's getting mad that siren kind of score? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it comes from, from this, this right? Film, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And also like he has the iron fist in this. Oh, nice. His, his hands literally like red somehow, and when he gets pissed off, tons of blood too. These films like sometimes will just all of a sudden there's blood. Like cartoonish. You're seeing like, like eyes fucking gouged oh, out. Nice. Um, his hands are beat down to like a pulp. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, just like it's they're just fun, man. I, I, again, I'm not saying everyone is, but I, this sounds yeah. like a ton of fun. Actually, yeah, I, I I had a blast with this movie. I'm gonna give it eight out of ten. Nice. I'm excited to go through the rest of them. Yeah, one one day. Well, maybe we'll you've had a pretty off. good yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and then I'll end it off with... Um, we go sometimes months without you giving anything above a seven. Well, again, I'm, I'm kind of like, now that we're doing the studio thing, I'm trying to go through like the best arrow, the best criteria, and mm. stuff that I've had sitting there just I haven't watched for whatever reason. I, st- I have stacks I'm not going to get to, but um, I finished off with Blades from 1989, which now we go to Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome, who's on a different level. Their best is like... If it's an okay movie, you're yeah. doing pretty good with Vinegar Syndrome, but yeah. there's something about them that I love. Like, you know they're releasing shit no one else does. Yeah. And, like, you never feel like you wasted your time, even if the film's not great. And this film isn't bad. Um, so it's distributed. It was originally distributed by Trauma. Uh, it is pretty much Jaws, but on a country golf club course, with the, the shark being replaced by a murderous lawnmower. Oh, that's amazing. And it's beat for beat. They do scenes, but it never, it doesn't go into that, like, 
sometimes you watch those 80s parodies and they're bad. Like it's not yeah. funny. It's dated. This never goes that thing. It takes it all very seriously. And the the joke, the funniness is that the whole concept yeah, how, of it. But it never like becomes, and it's just, yeah, I, I was kind of impressed with it. Like, I think the problem with it is the leads are so fucking dull. If you had two great leads, this could have been like a, a great good movie. film. Like, I think the way they do the, they copy the Jaws scenes and everything, mm. it totally works. And you're like, yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. way. If you have to have replace a lawnmower with a shark on a golf course, that's how you can do <laughs> that scene and this scene, and it, it all works. And it, it's so that part of it. Do they great. have like the old golf pro that come in? Y'all know me. Y'all know what I do. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm talking like beef. Like if we we said like Grizzly is a Jaws yeah. knockoff, and some of the, there's some other like um, last uh, the last shark and all yeah. that stuff. This is like beat for beat. Like they have each scene, and you can. Yeah. But how they like make it work? Like yeah, that's a smart way of doing it. I know. I had fun with it, but again, the leads fucking suck. They drain yeah. when they're on screen. Yeah. I'm gonna still give it six and a half out of ten. But uh, I I would still say it's worth a watch. Like I think it's it's nice. kind of fun, just like how they they pulled this off. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that's it. Is it? Are we gonna get into uh, Miami, Miami Vice? Vice? Yeah, let's. Here's the trailer then for Miami Vice from 2006. Are you afraid of violence? We get down if the play calls for it, bud. We're here for business. That's right. We can close each other's eyes right now, real fast. Then ain't nobody gonna make no money. Detective Crockett, Miami Dade PD. We got him. No one has ever tread before where we are now. We're seeing their operations from the inside. Your agency cannot know how they do whatever it is they do. Take it to the limit one more time. Things get emotional, moves get messy, moves get messy, and the wrong people die. There's undercover and then there is which way is up. You, know, you think I'm in so deep I forgot? I never doubt you. A case involving drug lords and murder in South Florida takes a personal turn for undercover detectives Sonny Crockett and Ricardo Tubbs. Uh, yes, we're talking about Michael Mann revisiting uh, Miami the, Vice. I guess, yeah, he gets a lot of credit, but I don't think he had that much say in, the, in that show was what I kind of realized. Like, he was just like a writer? I think he was like, was he the creator, one of the main creators? I don't I, even know if he was I, the main creator. I thought he created it and, and was the... He did a couple, I think I, he wrote so many episodes, but he I don't think he directed that much or anything like that at Oh, the time. interesting. Yeah I, I, yeah, I was surprised that he didn't do as much uh, to that as I thought. But... Um, yeah, this is a movie that uh, a lot of people were pumped for, and then when it came out, they're like, wait a second, that's not Where's the Vice that I grew up with. Uh, apparently, it was a really troubled production. Um, I guess there was tons of delays, and it just the, the budget just kept on skyrocketing. I guess they had to deal with... Uh, I couldn't believe the budget once... Is it a 150 or something? Uh, well, 135, I think. Holy. I think the press was saying 150. The studio said 135. I don't know. So somewhere in the middle. But that's not, I guess, out of the question. But I guess they had to deal with Hurricane Katrina, Rita, and Wilma. So three hurricanes during oh. production. Um, I guess they're, they're saying there's one scene they're filming, the uh, the, the drive in the um, the car 
with the roof off and fucking the window smashes out or something, a window blows and it like goes flying all and just misses all the actors. It's oh, it's crazy. And stuff. But uh, I guess several crew members were not happy. Uh, Michael Mann, as everyone knows, is a, he likes to be talented. He likes to go in, get the real criminals involved, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's shooting, I guess, in places that even like the police would not go into. And he's getting gang members to work as security. Oh, like, that's crazy. I guess they did not feel safe with this. Yeah. Um, man is kind of like used to that lifestyle, but I could understand being thrown in. You're a crew yeah. member. Probably I'm not a, getting paid great. Yeah, I'm a cameraman. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then you you also had to deal with I guess Jamie Foxx had just won the Oscar for um, Ray, so he was a bit of a he was a bit of a douche. Is the impression yeah. I got? He was unpleasant to work with. Wouldn't sh- shoot on boats and yeah. All of a sudden he's not shooting on boats. It's fucking Miami yeah, Vice. Wait, <laughs> like he wanted his uh, an upgrade in salary. I guess he was getting he wanted more now yeah. that he just won the Oscar. So I guess they had to take that at Colin Farrell's pay because I think Colin Farrell was a bigger name at the time. Um, oh, he refused to fly commercially. So they had to get private jets for it. <laughs> um, yeah, private jets. And then the ending of the film, I guess, was supposed to be this big epic, like they were saying, on the level of heat. And it was supposed to be in another country. It was supposed to be shot there. And uh, I guess some incident happened, and he said, fuck this, got on his plane, and went back to States. Yeah, there was a shooting in, in, in yeah. the Dominican Republic. Uh, or so he, they had to change the ending and, and, and uh, adjust it, uh, which is a bit of a smaller ending. I think the ending's still great, which we can talk mm-hmm. about. Good. Um, but yeah, I'm curious of what it could have been, I guess. Uh, but yeah, not, not, uh, not a great production. Uh, I guess, uh, Colin Farrell, they're again, whether how far they're considered, but Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Matthew McConaughey's names were thrown out there. Um, yeah, I, I guess Colin Farrell, again, totally Michael Mann thing through Colin Farrell and he had him. He had him trained to be an undercover cop. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard I about this. I think it's on the Blu-ray as well. They show footage. Wait, he went into like gangs as an undercover well, cop? Well, they went in and took him on a thing, and he's like fucking ripping up his shirt to show he's not. Like he's scared shitless that he doesn't have, uh, that he's not wired and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And fucking like it all goes, it, they get through it. But this is like fucking, he can't sleep at night, man. Yeah. He's like, my, I almost died. They had to tell him that like, no, this might, we were going to tell you tomorrow, but this was all staged. That wasn't a real Oh, sting they just they on. just pulled a prank? Well, yeah, like they, they took him out. Wow. On a real, he, he thought he was on a real sting. Like, that would be fucking scary. Yeah. Um, but it I, was I, on an episode of Punk. You never saw that? <laughs> I, I, I would have watched Punk if that was like the intensity of these. Uh, <laughs> I, I read uh, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Samuel Jackson were um, uh, considered for the role. But I think mm-hmm. that that's got to be bullshit because what I heard, at least Jamie, at least Jamie Foxx is the one that threw the idea in his head, right? Jamie Foxx, after right. Ali at a party, yeah. he's like, ah, oh, you should Often bring Often the na- these names they're yeah. throwing out are a little bit bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you have, a, you have a bunch of other actors that, you'll kind of recognize. Like, maybe I don't know all of them by name, but there's a lot of actors in this that well, you'll, yeah, uh, you'll uh, picture. Dom from uh, The Wire is in there. Or, uh, uh, John Hawks Herc. is a bit part in there. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John yeah, John Hawks, who yeah. I love, is is getting to, like, chew some scenery mm-hmm. in, in, in a car, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I Like, I love John Hawks, but, yeah, he's just, like, on yeah. 11 when <laughs> when he's doing that scene. And then, yeah, there's Kieran Hines, who I, I talked about mm-hmm. in, in, in Belfast, who, who's, like, their kind of head of their department. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always great in everything. And then Gong Lee is the is yeah. the female lead. Yeah, and, and there's uh, the, the the jazz player from Clatter, what we talked yeah, about. I like, yeah, the, uh, He's lieutenant. in there, too, as the lieutenant. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of, a lot of actors I recognize. This movie felt like it was, um, I don't know if it was machismo, but, like, ramped up to 11. Like, and that 
attitude. Yeah, it's got a, a lot, lot of attitude. Got a bunch of cheese. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love all that dialogue, though. The, uh, even when he's like making love to his like girl, he's like, "Oh, I just came." Psych. He's <laughs> like pounding her again. Like, yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I, I can't say I really <laughs> like either Jamie Foxx yeah. or Colin Farrell. The minute I like turn, uh, when I first watched this, I'm like, "Oh fuck, I hate all this." But the minute I turn my head, like, this is Miami Vice. Like, this is like attitude. Like, I get it. It's a, it's a stupid movie. Let's go in for a stupid movie. Yeah, See, what is I, the line? I disagree, though. I don't yeah. think it is a stupid movie. No, I think that's it, a problem. It with is it. like it's. it's a, I a, think the dialogue a, probability is like gravity. You don't negotiate with gravity. <laughs> <laughs> like that, they're pretty yeah. stupid. Yeah. I, I think the dialogue it's is definitely machismo, but I think the, the action movie itself based in two thousand attitude. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. like, but I think I don't know. To me, like it feels like it's a real. Like to me, this feels like real, very realistic of what it would like to go undercover. Like I think the dialogue definitely has some machismo, but I think. Like I don't know, like there. that that the scene where they're interrogating if they can be the the guys that are. Oh, that's uh, fucking great, though. You don't like that? No. Oh. In like the uh, when they're in the uh, meeting for the first time. Yeah. Like I, I like that actually. I, I love where he's like, like that's what I like, don't like you. Eighties action, baby. I, no, he's like, I like you, but I don't like your friend. Yeah. He's like, are you gonna fuck my friend? Or are yeah. you here to make a deal? Like yeah. I love all that shit, and I love. I don't know. They just still seem so confident. You believe that these guys know what they're talking about? Or he's got their grenade, and he's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, after, yeah, the grenade's pretty cool. I just, I, the dialogue. Yeah, it's, is, it's, oh, it's it. terrible, it's, but it's amazingly terrible. Uh, and, and like, I, I forgot that um, I used to just kind of avoid Colin Farrell movies, and I wondered why, because I really like him now. Like, I, mm. I, I, you know, whether it's uh, The Lobster or, or whatever he's making or, or, or The Imbruge, or mm. like, I, I just generally, like, over the last 10 years, if he's in it, I, I expect him yeah, to be really did. good. But then I remembered, like he made like a bunch of these, like, like SWAT or whatever. SWAT, yeah. yeah. See, I don't yeah. think this is that same movie. I disagree. With no, you no. Guys. But I think yeah. he's at not think a so, great I don't actor even at think this he's, point. I think he's playing this pretty low key a lot of the time. Like I, I think that's the complaint that yeah, yeah, this film he's has always that these grumbling. guys don't have like uh, any. There's no charisma. Yeah, like they're all playing it very low key. Which I, again, like I don't know. I like that about it. Uh, yeah, like and there's no chemistry between him and Gong Li at all. I yeah. find and. Uh, like I, I think she's great. Like, un- unfortunately, you know, English isn't probably, uh, you know, her strongest language. But she's like, at least she's got some expression in her face. Mm-hmm. I always find like you've got Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx for the m- most of the movie just like making the scenes were badass mm-hmm. kind of facial expressions. Like I never what that this movie is. They had to show them how badass they are. And do you guys notice that about twenty minutes of this movie was dedicated to steamy shower sex? Yes, lots <laughs> of steamy shower sex. Like 20 minutes or so, like they could have cut out 20 minutes of the show just like, yeah, no Stevie Shower sex. You don't need it. <laughs> I think it's two minutes, but sure. Still, it, 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 it <laughs> might be longer. Steamies. It might be longer than that because it happens like three or four yeah, times. Yeah, they're not, they're not short. Yeah. They're not short short uh, yeah. sequences. Um, yeah, like what, what I don't really care <laughs> yeah. about. The, the, <laughs> that, either way. But. What is going on with this score? Like the soundtrack to this movie is so cheesy and terrible. Oh, I, I think and it's like, got some great stuff and then it's got some like Linkin Park oh, and shit. I don't know. Man. It started off like, with Jay-Z and Linkin Park. I'm like, I oh, think the Moby yeah. tracks are actually good okay. in this. I like the two Moby tracks. Mm. Yeah, they're okay. Like I, I find that this is, um, and I, I had this problem with Collateral. Like he's, he used to be so good at picking uh, music for his movies that weren't scores, right? Mm. Like the, that Moby example at yeah. the end of it's Heat is- awesome. Three audio slave. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my God. Jesus Christ, man. Like, and they're all like bad, bad yeah. fucking songs. Uh, I 
bring it up. That's part of this terribleness that makes this movie good. Like in my mind, like it it, it is a time capsule in a lot of ways. And and I, I'm I'm complaining about this, but there's actually a, a bunch of stuff I I like about mm-hmm. this. movie. I feel like I watched a different film because yeah, I totally don't see this as cheese. Like I, oh no, I, I think some of the dialogue is cheese, but I think you always get those great dialogue bits, <laughs> whether it's cheat or collateral. It, it, it is cheese, but like I like, think like to me the the whole film is like serious, and maybe that's his promise. Oh, too, I don't know. But that's what I love about it. I I, and it's, I think there's so many tense moments. Like I think the scene where they're they're fucking doing the interview. I think that's still pretty fucking tense. Like even when they're walking to the town and they're like. What makes you? Doesn't it feel like like everyone fucking knows about we're coming here and they're like because mm-hmm. everyone knows about the and then so that scene. But then you find out that guy's not even the main boss. And there's some tense stuff with there. And then they mm-hmm. have to meet the main boss, which I think is tense. And then they got the phone, and you find out that they're sending fucking flowers. They know already where these people mm-hmm. live. Like I think there's a lot of tense yeah, moments it, it, for it's me. Played all know. straight yeah. face, but even there is like under. I kind of wish it was like played up a little bit more or something because um, it is it is very like. Very, very serious. Like this is we're making a serious movie, but most of it is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like when maybe that's why it works. For she me. becomes like a pimp for like it's so funny. Like like the way like you're viewing this movie and you're yeah. viewing this movie is mm. is I, I think I'm kind of I've seen both of these things, mm. but but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It, it just seems. Uh, I, I like kind of the 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 plot, which I know I read later. People had some issues with, but I kind of I kind of like that. Like I, I like what they're they're trying to accomplish, and all the undercover, mm. you know, mechanisms work for me. Um, and some of the some of the action sequence again, I don't love that it shoot shot on the digital cameras. This one, this one doesn't bother me as much as, much as uh, I yeah, think. There's collateral. like a night scene or two that's like super the last, grainy. The last shootout scene is yeah. the one that kind yeah. of bothers me, where it's it's pretty grainy and <clears throat> and it's got it looks like uh, a show that would be on CTV now. Like yeah. that's it, it. Kind of has that flash forward yeah. or whatever the fuck it would be because that's the, they're still using those cameras because they got no money. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, I just don't think the technology's caught up to mm-hmm. like his ambition yeah. yet. Like I can imagine if that scene looked like fucking the end of heat, how good it would be, but it yeah. looks yeah. like a cheap digital yeah, camera. You know, even the scene in, I guess like the uh, trailer park where they're, that scene, I thought that was awesome. Great. That like, scene's fucking a, amazing. Yeah. That's so ten- And that's got the best line of the movie uh, where the, the female cop that the, she's mm. from. Orange See, that's New funny Black. you said, cause yeah. I thought that, is one of the cheesier lines in the movie. Just like, oh, it's, it's a cheesy it line. It totally seems like something out of an action movie, but yeah. it's fine. Like, it's, yeah, that, it what was the line? Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Something about like the guy thinks he's going to be able to, like, she's like, I'll shoot you in this brain and you will lose all, you know, movement. You won't be able to do anything, do anything with your hands. And to, then to she just fucking bum. Blows, yeah. blows, blows him away. Yeah, but that, that was that, a tense scene. But that's even surprising, too, what then happens afterwards. We think it's mm-hmm. all done and safe. Like, that was kind of a surprise to me as well, which I don't. I don't think we need to spoil. Yeah, I think that se- that might be my favorite sequence in the whole mm. whole movie for sure. I think uh, what's his name too? What's what the fuck's his name? Oscar from The Office. Uh, you know what I'm Oscar from The Office. He's in this. No, he's no. The, sorry, the job. It's a job. The yeah. job. He's in the job. Um, yeah. What the fuck's his name though? Um, Who? Uh, he was the uh, the go between between the middleman and the uh, the oh, lady. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Jose, a- is it Jose? No, Jose's the big bad. I just yeah. Wi- I wish he John was. John Ordit. Mm-hmm. I I liked him but, in this. Like yeah, he's, he's a fucking. You really hate this guy, man. Like from the beginning, he's you hate this sl- guy. Slimies. But even I think the other guy, the the, the oh John Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, which yeah, he's, he's in Public Enemies. He's giving that too. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, what's his name? The the big drug lord guy. 
uh, Montoya. Like, I think he's kind of scary. Like, the, yeah. the couple scenes he's in, I don't know if his story ever gets wrapped up, but I guess that's how it probably would be. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you guys notice they kept saying, go fast boats? Is that the brain of boat? I couldn't get over, like, that's another thing. Like, just I'd, call them boats. I think that's what they're actually Speed called. Speed boats. Like, yeah. they couldn't think of a better term. I think it's on to the, the company there. You can't blame the movie for that one. Yeah, you listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Michael Mann's getting all the technical. I, I'm curious if it is like they paid for the boats. It. Like, all right, if you say go fast boats, you get. It could a also be, extra. again, he's a guy that yeah. probably has interviewed all these yeah. guys and what they called yeah. and all this shit, too, I assume, right? Like, I assume a lot of that. It seems it's, like, it's a shame again, they didn't have go fast cars. Massively <laughs> uh, detailed and researched. Yeah. Like, you can't. Yeah. fault the movie for any of even that. when they're explained like how they're going to do that shit i love I know. like if you want me to take it seriously don't call them go fast boats yeah. like come on call them um, turboats <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't have too much to say there's yeah. not really much to this film but there's guys going undercover and kind mm-hmm. of the told has on them the relationship i guess between fox and his his girlfriend and all the shit that happens there and mm-hmm. then Feral, where you don't know, like he's is he getting too far in, too much into this relationship? He can get out anytime he wants. Um, I think yeah. it ends pretty well. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, like it, it uh, yeah. I, I, I had fun with this movie. Like, it might be his for me, <clears throat> Michael Mann's funnest movie. Like, <laughs> this is like the I don't know if anybody's well, got that review. I know yeah. everyone's the it's opposite. So weird. Like, um, it, it's so serious, but I don't think i could take it serious so i had to like right. all right well this is stupid See, I, yeah action. i think this is like his most serious film yeah. like i am totally i think if i watch it as like a serious film i would hate this but the minute yeah. i kind of like turn my brain I'm like okay i get this it's cheesy 2000s movie oh, okay yeah, there we go yeah it's all about perspective yeah man. like i don't feel i think that's um it it does feel like a, a time capsule uh, in a way, mm. for me, by the way it looks, by like both Jamie Foxx and Carl Farrell, probably at the height of their box office mm. draw. Um, you know, it, it, it does f- like feel the like that attitude. Era. Era. Yeah. I think this is one of my favorite um, Colin Farrell performances, actually. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his performance. I find I really it one. Like it's it's kind of one note. Just he's always just grumbling. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but I think he's a guy that does a lot without dialogue. Like I think you just get a lot of his. The expression on his face. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. That's the. I. I just didn't get that. Like I found. Mm. Like that's. I have an even bigger issue with Jamie Fox in this one. Just trying to play a tough guy. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as. I, I think Jamie Fox is better in Collateral, personally. Yes, so do um, I. And I, I. I like as we said. I. But I, maybe again, it's because he came in thinking he's better than this. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think he maybe and he maybe he's like, oh, this is where I get to be a serious actor again. Like he makes some like what's the soloist one where he's the homeless? Oh cello, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. he's so fucking hammed up in, yeah. in that. Like he starts believing that he's this great actor yeah. around this this time, and I, I just don't buy it. Th- this may get, but this might be like top one hundred for me. Like I oh really oh, wow. enjoy this film. Holy oh. moly. I will say it went down maybe a little bit. Like I almost yeah. Well, we'll do our Michael Mann rankings at the end. Do we have any more to? I, I don't I think that's it. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of what I'm giving we can this. Spoilers, but I don't think there's any spoilers. Like, no, I, I think yeah. we can get by without the spoilers yeah. uh, in this one. I'm giving this one 7.5. Like, I had, okay. this is my first time that I, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, I hate this movie. Like, so the first time you, you hated it. Yeah, this one. But I, now it's a grower. At, but I, I'm, yeah. But you're liking it for the wrong all the Yeah, maybe I may even like I'm completely <laughs> misreading this movie, but like. So you're liking it because of it, like the cheesy whatever yeah. factor. 
Uh, I'm going to give it 6.5. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not saying I'm going to go 8.5. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. um, it's one of them Kyle Maniacs. Yeah. Like everyone. Kyle got eight. All, yeah. at all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the only Michael Mann that I probably wouldn't give an eight to. Black Mass? Is. Uh, Black Hat? He, uh, yeah, Black Hat. Which, and that's growing on me. Oh, well, it's growing well, well. on me. I've seen it twice now. So, how are you going to rank these movies that we just watched? Um, yeah, Heat obviously yeah. is the, the number one for me. Thief actually went up for me. I liked Thief less and Miami Vice more before. Miami Vice maybe yeah. dropped a little bit. Thief went up for me. So, I'm going to probably go Thief second, actually, and then mm. Miami Vice and then um, Collateral. Cla- I actually agree with you. Collateral is like, yeah. the only one I don't like. Again, it's still an A for me, but it's like. If I'm doing top 100, I would have to pull out all Michael Mann's list and be like, okay, are all these going to be on there? And like Collateral is the first one where it's like, it's not Next. quite, yeah. you know, that high for me. And then, you know. I think I have the same rating, yeah. ranking okay. of them. Uh, collateral just, you know, surprisingly where I thought, you know, that was going to be uh, mm-hmm. a favorite of mine went went down quite a bit. Um, I, I, for Yeah, I, I just, I, I think both of these are kind of like, uh <clears throat> don't hold up as, as well because mm. of the di- digital mm-hmm. f- filmmaking and it has just been surpassed. I'd be curious if Public Enemies, because the technology jumped really quickly yeah, in the 2000s. Yeah, I, I, I almost wish we covered that because I'd be curious of your opinion on that because mm-hmm. that's one of those films where it almost doesn't make sense. Like, I, I feel like the digital, I, I agree, I wish it was filmed, but it doesn't bug me as much as I think it bugs you. Like, to me, I think it allows them to get in close and it gives it that docu feel which i think works for these two films whereas that one it doesn't but i still like that film that he does get up and close like he still keeps yeah. that like zoom ins on face and stuff which i've always liked that like that's kind of become the michael mann style that mm. and i think a lot of people tried after these films tried stealing that style and I, I don't think they've ever been successful like i think for some reason it works for me with with him whereas other people it bugs me it's like fucking put that camera on a tripod Whereas there's something <laughs> yeah. about this like yeah. it allows me to get in there with these characters with him. I don't know. So is there other ones of his <clears throat> that you would have other than Heat higher than than Thief? I I, I love Public Enemies. I know, and that's one that people don't yeah. like as well. I don't know, man. Like I'm a yeah. I'm a Johnny Depp fan. The music in that film, and I think it all just works. Like it hits me on this. And he, mm-hmm. Like that that finale, man, is is up there with Heat for me. Like I think it's the best finale, second best finale. For me, of his films, I, um, I like. I saw that right when it came out, but I almost have no. It, it, it just did yeah. not stick with me. I think too, Christian Bale. People were like we're used to him. He's coming off all these things, the hero, and he's kind of like the boring, like almost villain in that. Movie. Is Billy Cudrup in that? Am I wrong in this? Yeah, he's in it. He's yeah. uh, Edgar Hoover. Yeah, it's got a whole. It's got a, a big cast mm. as well, and some repeats from this. Um, but yeah, maybe next time we'll we'll, we'll cover that. Uh, it'd be interesting. Maybe do the keep, which is I guess the only film of his. I think I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen that in the Insider. Oh, the Insider is oh, great yeah. too. Yeah, great. Yeah, you would probably like that one. Uh, yeah, I've that's always wanted. Film. Always mm-hmm. wanted to watch that one, uh, but I, 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 that's the one I wanted to make the pick. But then we were like, "Oh, we're going to do all the." It kind of yeah. fits like, like the, the, the crime, crime movies. Yeah, yeah. Last time he can just fucking incredible too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really like. Last let's, let's do Michael Mann in November yeah. as well. <laughs> January, um, give us something to look forward to. Uh, that's been yeah. our Michael Mann yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I the guess the first time that yeah. someone's yeah. given a full yeah. maniac to, yeah. to all Every, of the movies, which we would probably do again next time too, unless we had Black Hat in that mix. And even then, who knows? Maybe we'll go up. Or the keep, I guess. The keep might suck. Oh, who knows? And um, Ali, you think would be over? I have to revisit that. I haven't seen that since. The, that's another one with the, where there's like fucking three different cuts. And it's like this one. Yeah. And they're all like way different, like 20 minutes difference or 40 minutes different. Like, again, I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to start with that movie. That's what's. 
mm-hmm. scared me to where to start with that movie because there's yeah there's three different cuts for it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to see it again. I saw it before I was like, and again, not saying I'm a drama guy. Obviously, I'm still more of a crime action guy. But back then, I didn't appreciate dramas really at all. Yeah. And I still liked it. So I'm sure mm-hmm. I, I would probably hopefully enjoy it more now. I don't know. But Will Smith, I don't care about. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, sorry. If you, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Michael Mann. Any uh, films you'd like to see if we, if we do cover him again uh, next year, the year after, whenever we get to him again, uh, let us know. And your, yeah, let us know your rankings of these four films. Is Collateral up there for you? Um, yeah. It seemed to be the lowest for us. Yeah, um, that, I think that's going to be a surprise for a lot of people. Whereas most people, that's high up for them. Uh, anyways, we have a f- group page and like page on Facebook. I can email us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. And we're on Instagram at moviecitymaniacs. Cool. cool. Well, that, yeah, that's it. And I guess we'll be back with our big 150th, 150th episode <laughs> where we're going to run down our each five favorite studios. Kino, Show Factory, Criterion, Arrow. Kino. <laughs> Do we like and then Kino? a surprise pick from each of us, uh, studio. And yeah, 10 for each of them. So you're going to get 150 films thrown I at you. I think I'm going to do vivid videos. That's cool for you guys. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> it's a surprise. Yeah. Stay Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>